Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach. And I'm here with yet another high demand coach. And that is uh, my my favorite uh, introductory coach, I have to say, so far. We had such a fun conversation leading up to this. So I know you guys are in for a treat. But this is the one and only Sharia Stallings. And she's the founder and managing director of She Soars LLC, which is a transformational leadership and professional development organization that helps women to identify blind spots that create barriers to their success. Now, her professional career spans over 20 years of attracting and retaining business while managing a portfolio of $400 million. And today, she's a recognized thought leader, a business strategist, and a keynote speaker, both nationally and internationally. So without further ado, uh, Sharia, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. I'd love to just start off and hear your story. How did you get into the work that you're doing now and why? Thank you so much. First, thank you so much, Scott, for having me. And so that's always a loaded question, right? We we go through life and we plan things out. We start out one way and then go through these peaks and valleys. And then it's like, wow, here I am. Let's let's do this. And so you gave it in the introduction. I have 20 years of experience. I first started out, my background is business development. And in, I work for a Fortune 500 company where I track and retain business. And even a little a sidebar, I am a woman, a woman of faith. And I have been working with, I was a chairperson of a woman's group that spanned over like 15 churches. And as I started to sit back, I started to look at that. I really wanted to do things outside of the box. How do I mesh mesh the two? And Mm. initially, Scott, I would work with novice entrepreneurs and leaders that are just getting into the business and I would do training and development. And then I had this aha moment. I realized that, and this is generally speaking, that when I work with my men clients, that they had the ability to compartmentalize things, meaning that Mm. if anything was going on personally or at home, it did not spill over to what they did in their business. But then when I work with my women clients and their with their businesses or whether they were thinking about projecting um, a new project or promoting a new project or a new idea it didn't have to necessarily be a brand new business i found that they were it was like spaghetti it was like a web that when they hit a a barrier when they hit a block sometimes it most of the time actually it had absolutely nothing to do with the business and their capability itself is because what the things that creeped into 
um, what would creep into their businesses with things that were happening personally. So I realized that I had to take a step back and deal with the total woman. So one of the things that I pinpoint and deal with Scott is really identifying those blind spots. Mm. Those things that become a, that's what I speak about, those things that become a barrier to their yeah. their success. And it has been eye-opening, eye-opening, wow. the, the, the wow. journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable. And I think um, it, it's a fascinating topic of how, you know, the rest of our world shows up in our world as an entrepreneur. Uh, and, and I think you're right, like how it shows up for men and women. And I'm I'm pretty evenly split in my client load between men and women entrepreneurs. And the first thing that I found is one, they're so much more alike than they are different. But those differences really do matter. Right. And, and so I love that you've been able to draw that out. I'd like to just kind of dive into that a little bit if it sounds good to you. And and here specifically in your work with with female entrepreneurs. Uh, what are some of these roadblocks that you see just as, you know, patterns that are coming up again and again and again for them? And, uh, you know, what's some of the work that you do around that to help them solve it? Okay. So great question. So one of the things, let's say I've worked, this has come up for, if I'm coaching and working with a woman that's looking to change careers, let's say, and they would get, they would see a, a position. The position can list, Scott, 10 items, qualifications that they needed. They can have nine out of the 10 and would not apply because Mm -hmm. they don't have all 10. The men that I work with can only have five out of the 10. And I'm like, you know what? I got this. Yeah, and is and they were actually applied. So that's one of the things I see in terms of them second guessing themselves or thinking that they have to be one hundred percent perfect. That perfectionist um, theory, let's just say. The next thing I find, and I'm just going to call it the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. that they are great. They are magnificent. They are doing wonderful things in their career, in their businesses, amongst their families, in their communities. But then there's still this little self voice of self doubt that they are an imposter. Um, and usually I have to work around letting them know that they are not an imposter. They're not an imposter. They are actually pretty darn amazing. And 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 these are some of the things that would creep up. So literally, so I'll, I'll you know, just sitting on those two things, Scott, one, them self-talking that they don't believe that they are as great as the world sees them. You know, they're stepping out as a fraud or imposter. And then the second thing, thinking that they need to have 100% of the qualifications in order to apply or to to just jump and take Mm. that leap of faith to create the life and the career or or to really lean in to what they want, both personally and professionally. Yeah. And I think this is a huge challenge. I think uh, I would agree with you to the sense that it affects women more as a population than men, right? For the reasons that you put out there. Uh, But I think there's this kind of nagging sense for entrepreneurs just in general of like, 
do I have what it takes, right? Like, you know, who's to say that I should be doing this, right? Because more often than not, they're going out there and creating something from nothing. You know, even if it's something in an established category or industry, it's still their business never existed. And so there's this kind of, there's this, the two things at play. One is, you know, they've probably been told that they shouldn't do it by somebody at some point, right? Even if it's the voice in their heads, is somewhere it's been externally input as well. And then two, the whole reason that they're doing it is because no one else did it, right? So it's like the strength that they have is that they've gone out and done what no one else did, but it's scary because no one else is doing it. And they're, they're thinking, who am I to do that? So how do folks walk that line uh, between you're going out and doing it because you see that there's a better way or two, just kind of walking off a cliff, right? Does that make sense? It makes a whole lot of sense, Scott. So how do they do it? How do we do it? How do I do it, right? How did you do it, Scott? And one, I would say to find a cheerleader, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're always going to have, you're always going to have those naysayers and you're, you're going to have that little voice. So that's where the coaches come in. And once again, a cheerleader, someone who you need that at a boy, that at a girl in your corner, everyone to say that I can do the, you know, I can do these things that I set out to do. I, I prepared for this. See, that's the thing. I prepared for this. I study for this. I am educated. I, I am ready. I have built a solid foundation for me to step out and make this launch. And Scott, I'll tell you, I I am no different. I remember even before, as I was works um, with She Swords in its infancy during, during the beginning. And I remember I was in a store, like a Walmart or Walgreens, actually, now that I remember. And just a little thought just dropped in my head. This, this thought of doubt that said, why are you doing this? Mm. Everyone is coaching. Everyone is doing some sort of training and development. Everyone is either working with a men's group or working with a women's group. Sharia, why are you doing this? And in that brief moment, I got discouraged. Yeah. And this is so true. It's like I heard this still voice that said, turn around. And when I turned around, Scott, I was looking at all the makeups. Cover girl, Maybelline, like all the different cosmetics. And it's like, do you see all these different makeup brands? And each one of them have 20 different types of mascaras, 100 different foundations, uh, eyeshadow, you name it. And you're just in one store. The re- the, the, uh, they have boutique makeup shops. You go to Macy's and Saks Fifth Avenue. They all have their own, their own, you know, line of makeup. And guess what? There is enough room in this world for each and every one of you, not only to, to, to really thrive and to flourish. Yeah. And if it wasn't enough room, then all these different makeup lines, all these different products would not exist. There is what, 6 billion people on this earth, Scott? I can't coach, I can't coach them all. There's enough for all of us to really make this world. And I'm, I'm, I'm out there with this one, but really 
to make this world a better place and to really support our clients once again, to really lean into the life and the careers that they desire to have. And that was the B12 shot that I needed Mm. to get out of that quick funk and to, to continue to do what I do. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that resonate with, you know, even my own story, but I remember uh, when I was first starting out, he was actually episode four, Robert Mallon uh, was coaching me at the time that I launched Scale Architects. And I remember describing him to my wife at one point and saying like, Robert has a higher opinion of me than anyone else in the world, including me, you know, like, and you do, you need that person who sees the very, very best in you. And just it, every time he talks to me, he talks to me from that vantage point, even when he's calling me out. Right. But he's always talking to it from a perspective that I have trouble believing for myself from time to time. And another thing you drew out that was, I think, so good was like, you've done the work. Now, for some people, that means take the time to do the work. Like if you're pre-launch, like take a little bit of time and do the work, right? There'll be a moment where you have to leap and you won't ever feel ready, but you'll you'll appreciate those couple extra days or weeks or maybe even months that you spent really putting in the work. So uh, there's so much good advice in that. Uh, and then, you know, it finally, like, yeah, like the, it's such a big world. You know, so many people are so, you know, focused in on whoever whoever else is doing what they're doing. And it's like, just focus on you and what you do. Uh, I love that. I I absolutely love that. Uh, The question that I have for you, though, is what are some things that folks try, maybe even unsuccessfully, before they find you and, and bring you in to help? Say that again, Scott. What What are some kind of tactics or strategies that you see, you know, new entrepreneurs, maybe women who are stepping into either, you know, new business, new, you know, level of leadership. What are some things that they try to do early on, maybe to cope with that or, or even some things that they tell themselves before they bring in someone like you to help? Doing it alone. Mm. <laughs> doing, doing it alone. Every Everyone needs somebody. And I usually find it's also how they look at failure and and beat themselves up about it. That my business is failing, it's not, it doesn't work. One of my favorite quotes, Scott, is from Thomas Edison. He says, I am not a failure. I just found 10,000 ways that did not work. Mm. Meaning, okay, this is if you're, I mean, for those scientists out there, listen, oh, that didn't work. Okay, so now I'll go to this. The main thing is to not to get stuck and to keep going. So I love it when someone come to me with their bag of failures, what they, their bag, this is not working because it actually shows me that they didn't quit that they did not quit. There are so many people even now, Scott, that have wonderful ideas. They may, it could have been the way they launched. It also could have been timing. It could have been timing as well. Look at what we are still coming through in this world. I live in Manhattan. You know, this pandemic, it has um, made us really, for most of us, I know, especially me with my business, learn how to pivot. It really allowed me to see that word change as a positive because truly it is the one thing that is constant. Most Mm. of my work, my business pretty much 
99.9% of my business came from speaking engagements, me doing training and development at physical locations. And then the world stopped and everything shut down. And I, even I, like most people had to go back to the drawing board and say, how do I continue to stay connected? How do I continue to run a viable business that was sustained, you know, during sustain itself during this time? How do I take advantage of the technology? And I had to pivot. I had to have like hinds feet, you know, to be able to, you know, balance myself on this, what I would call uneven and rocky terrain, Scott. Mm. And it, it was wonderfully scary. Yeah. But we got, most of us got through it. So to your question, and it was very long, as you can see, I'm so passionate about the work that I do that um, not to quit. I, it's the ones that come to me with their bag of failures, but I'm excited even when they're moping because they did not quit. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. All right. So here's the moment I, I know I've been waiting for. I think we all have. And that is, I'd love to hear from you. What is the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all, right? What's that one thing that everyone listening today, you wish that they knew? I think they know it, but they don't think about it. So I'm going to call it a secret. And it's the number 1440. 1440, when each one of us, when we wake up, we each have 1,440 minutes in the day. And depending on how intentional, purposeful, that I use those 1440 minutes will determine for my business, in my life, in my career, in my relationships, what my tomorrow looks like. Mm. The next thing, I'll actually give you two because it's just dropped in my head. There are two days we can't do anything about. That's yesterday and tomorrow. We really need to learn how to stay in the present, to yeah. be here right now. Right now, Scott, there is nothing else more important than my conversation with you right now. Mm. And what I am here to deliver to every listener that tune in to your podcast. So be present, truly. It's a simple thing, Scott, but you have no idea how many people, how often people wander. They're yeah. here, but they're not here. You know, I have seen, I have been at networking events where people would have a, com would be having conversations with each other and you see their eyes wander because they're looking for, they're looking at who else is in the room that they need to connect with and have no idea with the, the value that they would bring for the person that is right there. Stay yeah. 1440 and stay present. Those oh, are my two. That's awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, all right. So one more question for you here. And then I'd love to hear how folks can connect with you. Because I know some people are listening to me like, absolutely. I, I, I have to know more. But before we get there, I'm going to have you take off your coach hat, your your consultant hat, if you will. I'm going to have you put on your, uh, your CEO hat, step into the ring with the rest of us and tell us a little bit about what the next phase of growth looks like for SheSource. LLC and what you think some of the challenges might be between you and achieving that growth. 
I'm a little tickled because I, I also have a great sense of humor. I was about to say, well, what I am going to say, what is the metaverse and how do I get in there? But in all, in all, in, in all seriousness, but yeah, please, everyone put a pin in that one. But yes, um, really what I'm what I'm dealing with right now and I'm still working on is is really operating and functioning in this hybrid, this hybrid environment. Mm. This is not going away. Never. I'm even watching the climate of universities, educational institutions that they have even where some have shun away from online learning, online degrees, and really you have professors who are experts and subject matter experts in their fields who really did not know how to use the Blackboard, let's say. So the world is really looking at that. They, they, they're now understanding that they have to maximize technology. Mm. They have to become subject matter experts because the world is becoming so much more technical. We have to continue to learn and really develop those industry allies, Scott, to remain experts in our fields and to keep our fingers on the pulse to really understand where everything is moving today. So even for yeah. me, I'm really paying tr- even trying because I, I'm moving as everyone else is moving right in this business. I'm experiencing this as everyone else is experiencing it and making those changes and opening up my world, my business, my mindset, my way of thinking to be able to you know, continue to embrace where we are going because nothing is static is moving. And so it's the old saying, we got to get on the bus. We have to get on the bus, Scott. And um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. We that the change is happening is here. Yeah. And we yeah. have to we have to ride with this wave because it yeah. is moving. And we're we will never um please do not try to create, recreate what used to be. It's done. We'll never go back to the way things were. Yeah. Well, it's profound. Uh, we are. It's the 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 boat that we are all in at the moment. Uh, okay. So for someone listening, um, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, someone wants to know more about your work or or uh, bring you in. How can they find out more and where do they find you? Well, my social media handles, I am on Instagram, she soars. You can DM me. Same thing, Facebook, I'm she soars. You can also email me at we soar at she soars. And that would be the best way to reach me on my website, she soars.com. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, Sharia, thank you so much for being on. I absolutely enjoyed it. And to everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, There's just so much good stuff in there. And I cannot wait to see you all next week. Take care. Thank you, Scott. Take care, everyone. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com 
And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.